Hello, and welcome to the 13th episode of Tome Show News. I'm Lewis Brenton, and with me are Tracy Hurley and Branda Stoddard. Tome Show News is here to bring you brief news updates, primarily on the Dungeons & Dragons role-playing game and things that are impacting the D&D community. This episode is being recorded on Friday, July 3rd. Here's the news. Last episode, we mentioned that Jeremy Crawford had hinted on Twitter that the Wizards of the Coast D&D team was looking at how fantasy races are portrayed in their products. On June 17th, Wizards published an article, Diversity and Dungeons and Dragons, with additional information. On the list includes, Continuing with the changes made to Orcs and Drow and Eberron Rising from the Last War and Explorer's Guide to Wildmount, Using reprints as an opportunity to update racially insensitive content in the books. Additional ways for players to customize character origins, uh, working with the Romani consultant to make changes to how Vistani are presented, incorporating sensitivity readers into their process, and attempting to hire more diverse staff. In addition to the announcement on June 25th, Crawford stated a potential future direction for alignment, quote, even though the rules for 5th edition D&D state that players and DMs determine alignment, the suggested alignments in our books have undeniably caused confusion. That's why future books will ditch such suggestions for player characters and reframe such things for the DM. End quote. Also on our last episode, we reported on rumors circulating regarding the newest D&D adventure book. Those rumors have since been confirmed. The title of the new adventure is Icewind Dale, Rime of the Frost Maiden. Being set in the Forgotten Realms Icewind Dale, the cover art and overall theming of the book is appropriately icy and wintry. This adventure will take characters from level 1 to level 12. Some additional details uh, regarding Rhyme of the Frostmaiden have also been made public. According to D&D senior producer Chris Perkins, quote, I think the most interesting part of Rhyme of the Frostmaiden is the character secrets. Characters can play it one of two ways. They can keep their secret close to their chest and not reveal it to the other players, fostering and breeding paranoia, or they can reveal it anytime they want to and then wrestle with the consequences of it. That's left entirely up to the players, end quote. So apparently, at character creation, players will have the opportunity to draw a secret card that can add special ways for characters to interact with each other and also with the overall plot of the story. As an interesting note, the product page on the Watsi website includes the headline, Some Secrets Are Worth Dying For. In addition, it has been revealed that the upcoming book will contain an updated stat block for the Kobold, which will remove alignment restrictions from that creature in line with other Wizards of the Coast moves to separate default alignments from humanoid races. As has been the case with other books, a special alternate cover of Frostmaiden will be available only through local game stores. Icewind Dale, Rhyme of the Frostmaiden, is scheduled for release on September 15th, 2020. The recent online D&D Live event that announced Rhyme of the Frostmaiden also announced a number of other products, including Heroes Feast, which is a D&D-themed cookbook, it includes such recipes as Bitopian shepherd's bread, iron rations, savory hand pies, and hogs in bed rolls. This looks to be an extensive hardcover book and ebook with D&D themed recipes to enjoy during your sessions. It's priced at $35. Next up, we have new WizKids minis for Rhyme of the Frost Maiden. 
These include the unnerving Tomb Tapper and the Abominable Yeti, among others. Finally, we have the announcement of a Beetle and Grimm's Platinum Edition for Rime of the Frost Maiden, which will, as other Beetle and Grimm's releases have done, include lavish accessories for gameplay, all connected to the Rime of the Frost Maiden adventure. The price tag for that is $500. Speaking of new products, Wizards of the Coast has also announced a new accessory set to accompany the release of the upcoming adventure that we've been discussing. This new product will be called Icewind Dale, Rime of the Frost Maiden, Dice, and Miscellany. As with other recent dice sets, this box will include 11 polyhedral dice, including two D20s and four D6s. The dice will be sparkly blue, but in a darker shade than the previous Laurel Silverhand set. In addition, the D20s will be more regularly sized in contrast to that previous set and will lack the D&D ampersand on the 20 side that the Silverhand set featured. The box will convert into two felt-lined dice trays and will also include 20 double-sided cards featuring creatures and characters from the Frostmaiden story. A double-sided player-friendly map of the region will also be included. Lastly, the bottom of the box will prominently feature the words Ice Dice Baby, which is absolutely unforgivable. The new Dice and Miscellany box has a $30 MSRP and will be released in conjunction with the new adventure book on September 15th. On the 29th of June, Oliver Clegg's adventure Curse of Hearts was deactivated by the Dungeon Masters Guild after Oliver and the Dungeon Masters Guild could not reach an agreement on the art included in the adventure. It is heavily themed around homosexual romance in ways that the DM's Guild standards rejected at the time. This led to an extensive Twitter outcry because of the conflict in standards between homosexual presenting art and heterosexual presenting art and has led to further uh, discussions of possible changes in community standards, uh, largely out of conversations between the community and DMs Guild brand manager Lysa Penrose. The final outcome of this is not yet clear. This is a still unfolding story. At the end of June, the NEs announced their nominations for the 2020 awards. For those new to the NEs, the team of volunteer judges nominate a number of products for each category and the community then votes on them. Judges are each allowed one spotlight winner for a product they think the community should know more about. Categories include Best Adventure, Best Aid or Accessory, Best Art for both Cover and Interior, Best Cartography, uh, Layout, Podcast, and more. One of the nominations was for Lancer RPG, which had raised over $430,000 last year for the project via Kickstarter. After their nomination was announced in the category of Best Electronic Book, the publisher, Massive Press, asked to have their nomination withdrawn due to the any stance regarding the 2017 Gold Any Award for Blood in the Chocolate. Massive Press cited the casual graphic sexual assault and racism in the adventure and noted that both the Ennies and the publisher promoted the work as being an Ennie Gold Award winner. The Ennies declined to revoke that previous award, saying doing so would, quote, negate the will of the gaming community that voted for the projects, end quote. For his part, the author of Blood in the Chocolate, Kyle Chenier, 
also recently personally disowned that work and apologized for creating it, citing the, quote, harmful racist and sexist content within it, end quote. He has announced his plan to donate future profits from DriveThruRPG to Peru Cares as a way of making amends. And with that, we come to the end of another episode of Tome Show News. Thanks for spending this time with us. It's our mission to keep you highly informed and moderately entertained about the game we all love and the community that surrounds it. If you have items of information that you think we should be covering on TSN, please reach out to our team, either by emailing us at thetomeshow at gmail.com or on Twitter at thetomeshow. I'm Lewis Brinton. I'm Tracy Hurley. And I'm Brenda Stoddard. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.